Sports Wrap. 6.30 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of SFM Sports Wrap. This is the PSL radio show, Second Joel. And what a great, uh, uh, busy week it's been for coaches. Few are certainly under pressure, but the pressure finally told. Stuart Baxter replacing Gordon Eggerson at Supersport yesterday. Sean Bartlett stepping into coach Amatux uh, today. And uh, we're going to be catching up with Sean Bartlett, our main guest on the show today, uh, because of his new appointment. We'll also catch up with the legend of uh, Chiefs of Pirates derby, Mark Mopognani, and one of only a handful of men to have scored in both games and we'll be talking Derby throughout. We'll uh, have the views of Tepo Gomez and uh, Spiro Chabalala as well, players from uh, Chiefs and Pirates in the show tonight. Uh, but something I, uh, it's been on my mind, and I, I really have to ask this, and I, I got the take of a couple of players uh, shortly before coming on here. I just want to get your take. How do you feel about uh, impartial referees, or do you think you'd get impartial referees if you had the opportunity to have a foreign referee do the Soweto Derby, for example. Would it undermine the domestic referees? How do you feel? Uh, SMS us, uh, uh, 34701. SMS cost uh, one round. Otherwise, uh, tweet us at uh, SFM Radio or at NO1 Commentator, my Twitter handle. Uh, we're going to get straight into the show, though, with some sports news, starting off with that football story. University of Pretoria appointing Sean Bartlett as head coach after parting ways with Sammy Troughton. Bartlett guided Golden Arrows back to uh, the APSA Premiership last season by winning the National First Division title. The 43-year-old then worked with the South African under-23 team in the run-up to their successful Olympic qualification. Amatak second from bottom in the standings, 12 points from 15 games. Tennis now, top seed Novak Djokovic saw for fight back uh, by Roger Federer to reach his sixth Australian Open final. Chris Bowers has the details of the day's action in Melbourne. For two sets, Federer was made to look like a novice. Djokovic played some outstanding tennis, and on the few occasions he gave Federer the chance to go for a winner, Federer frequently overhit. Djokovic had a set point to lead 6-1, 6-1 after 45 minutes. Federer made it 54 minutes before Djokovic sealed his two sets lead, but Federer clawed his way back in the third. With the crowd going wild, Federer won the third set, and early in the fourth it looked very even. But at 4-3, Djokovic made his charge. At 15.30, we had the point of the tournament. Federer crowning off some remarkable retrieving by hitting a winning backhand down the line. It was magnificent, but it proved to be his last point of the match, and that rather summed it up. Federer's absolute best was just about good enough to stick with Djokovic, but the moment there was any let-up, the Serb was ruthless, and is now in his sixth final here. His opponent will either be Milos Raonic or Andy Murray, who play tomorrow night, probably for the right to be cannon fodder against the irresistible Djokovic. Saturday's women's final will be between Serena Williams and Angelique Kerber, who had easy wins in their semi-finals earlier today. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. With South Africa's Lucas Atolo won the Australian Open wheelchair tennis quad doubles title with his American partner David Wagner. And rugby news just finally Rainer Benjamin. He's been ruled out of the next two Ivory World 7 Series tournaments. He uh, tore his calf this morning. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, the big news today in the AFSA Premiership is that University of Pretoria have appointed Sean Bartlett as head coach after uh, parting ways with Sammy Troughton. And I'm delighted to say that one of only a handful of men who can genuinely drive the ball further than me on a golf course, Sean Bartlett's on the line. Sean, thanks for joining us and congratulations on your appointment. Well, thanks for having me on the show once again. Um, you have the great privilege. Uh, thank you. 
Listen, Amatex are lying second from bottom in the standings. They've only got three wins and 12 points from, from 15 games. But, I mean, you earned huge plaudits last year. You guided Golden Arrows back to the APSA Premiership. How great a challenge is it going to be to stop a team from potentially slipping out of the APSA Premiership? Well, I think that's probably been the major question as far as everybody's concerned. Uh, why would they want to take this job, um, you know, in the position they're in? Uh, but I'll be honest in saying, um, I think any position in the PSL as a head coach is a tough job. Whether you're top or bottom, it doesn't really matter. And I'm actually looking forward to this challenge. Um, I've learned a lot in my short uh, style, a very short style with arrows. Um, and I think I've got enough uh, in my own ability, I believe enough in my own ability, uh, to help the club moving forward. Yeah, I mean, lest we forget your uh, contribution as well to the success of the National Under-23 side and your vast experience as a player and somebody who's, who's gone to great lengths to, to get the greatest qualifications as a, as a, as a coach. But, I mean, uh, have you got an eye on, on maybe signing a few players before the transfer window closes, Sean? Because, really, time is against you when it comes to <laughs> beefing up the squad. Yeah, no, that's obviously it's a very difficult time. It's pretty much just 24 hours, uh, to be honest. Um, I'm meeting the CEO later, and that's probably one of the discussions we're going to have. Uh, but I also say in that, um, I think uh, for, the, for the team to go and beat Aces, who's a really serious title contender last game out, shows that there's enough quality in the team. Um, I think, obviously, we need to discuss and see if maybe we can strengthen and reinforce in certain areas. But I think the players there at the moment are good enough to keep uh, and, and move up on, on the table as far as the league is concerned. Short and sharp, what is your first objective? Well, um, obviously, tomorrow will be my first day, and Sunday is the first game. So, I'll be honest in saying it's probably not time to have uh, much of an impact. Um, I might just give him a little bit of guidance, uh, but I can't change too many things uh, so quickly so, so uh, ahead of a game, and very important game. Uh, Platinum Stars also a team full of confidence after beating Chiefs. So, it's, it's an, every game the end of the season is going to be a massive game for us. I've always found it fascinating chatting to you. I mean, I know you have very fresh perspectives and innovative ideas about the game of football, but how significantly do you think you can get that across to your players and how quickly can you convey your, your philosophies to, to the players and get the best out of them in a, a relatively short space of time? Well, I'll be honest in saying, um, you know, a lot of coaches, and no disrespect to anyone, uh, talk about philosophy and for me, it's no, not so much about philosophy, but more about organization and structure. And I think uh, the players in South Africa have enough ability, enough talent, but if you give them some sort of guidance, they can go out there and perform. And that's predominantly what I did uh, at Arrows. Um, I think that sometimes is sort of underrated. Uh, my philosophy is uh, to have a never-say-die attitude, um, not to play a, uh, just a good brand of football, but to have that attitude that we're going to play till the final whistle, I think that, that for me is a stronger philosophy than anything else. Okay, let's uh, change tack completely, Sean. You, you're one of the few play, people who's had an opportunity to play in the derby, but also to play on the world's greatest stage, the World Cup, and you played in the English top flight as well. I mean, I know you're a head coach of a, a, co- a competitive club now, but, I mean, how does the derby compare as an experience? Yeah, I think as a, as a former Chiefs player, you can't, you can't take that away from me. Everybody knows I played for Chiefs, so... And I had some brilliant times in the derby, you know, and even up to now, as a coach, uh, I still get a bit of grief from, uh, from Pirates fans because nobody can forget the, the last second goal I scored against them in order to equalize. And I think those are experiences, obviously, any player would like to be part of. Um, playing for Chiefs or Pirates, um, the derby game is always special, and I'm sure the players will experience that again on Saturday. Uh, but it also brings a lot of emotion 
from the fan side as well because, like you know, it's, uh, it's the one time Soweto is divided, uh, black and yellow, white and black, and you've really got to just make sure you can handle the pressure as a player on the deck. Bartlett at the back post. There we go. How many how many <laughs> memories does that bring back? Yeah. But listen, Sean, uh, great to great to see you continue your uh, coaching role. Be- best of luck uh, as you uh, tr- try to take uh, Amatux up their standings, and certainly best of luck against Platinum Stars on Sunday. Uh, thank you very much, and I really appreciate all the support I've been getting. Cheers. We're right here on SFM. We continue talking University of Pretoria, but from the, uh, the new coach, we talk now to the captain of the side. I mean, overall, Tux claimed a really much-needed 1-0 win over the uh, title challenges Black Aces this past weekend. Let's catch up with uh, University of Pretoria's captain at the moment. We won't talk coaches specifically with him, but uh, Tebogo Munyai, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Hi, and uh, good evening to the listeners as well. Tebogo, congratulations firstly on the, uh, the win and the three points. How, how relieved were you at the end of that game? Yeah, you know, it's the biggest relief for us as a club, you know, players, coaches, you know, you could imagine how the coach was under tremendous pressure. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we 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 have a record against Pomalanga Black Aces, uh, rather Black Aces. We, we have never lost against them since they've been in the Premier League for four years now. So it was not a surprise that we, we, we pulled out a victory against them. So you believe in history when you go into matches, or do you like to use it as a motivating factor, perhaps? <laughs> you know, it works as a motivation factor, obviously, yes, of course. The more you don't uh, lose against your team, the, 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 the more uh, you have uh, more confidence you know, uh, uh, coming against them because you've got an edge over them uh, um, in terms of uh, uh, belief. And also, they are a bit worried about you, but you know what, uh, they've never beaten the fight. And uh, they, 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 they have a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a pressure over them. And then you go in there uh, freely and, uh, and uh, knowingly that, you know what, uh, you, you have got a moral boost that you have never lost against this particular team. But uh, nevertheless, Pumalanga Blazers have been playing well um, over, over, over the uh, past couple of months. Uh, you know, uh, the result speaks for itself. They, they're on top, uh, they're second or set on the lock, uh, which is one thing that uh, uh, it will be a real proof that they, they are basically doing well more than we are. Yeah, I mean, how does it feel then for you to have a guy like Mohsin Ertegel, the coach of Black Aces, praise your team's performance after the game, uh, you know, and after playing a game in which the result actually matched your performance? Yeah, you know, the difference between us and the Pumalanga Black Aces yesterday, it, it, it was all about character, you know, we wanted it more than uh, they did. I could see a machine over the touchline. They were fuming. Uh, you know, he was having quite his players. Um, uh, surely, yes, of course, with a coach like him, uh, he, he expected you to, to win that particular match. But uh, as you know, in South Africa, uh, most of the players, uh, after they've done well, they've beat vets who were on top of the lock. Uh, but maybe they thought he, it was going to be a walk in the park against us. But... Uh, Unfortunately, we were more determined and more ready and uh, fighting for our lives. And uh, uh, we, 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 we made it a point that we, we, we needed a win, especially after Jomoko, Cosmos, Kitos, and the Pirates. You know, we, we really needed to, to close the gap and, uh, and we couldn't afford to slip up against play cases. Okay, let's talk about uh, th- that exact point. I mean, you find yourself, uh, you know, 
I don't want to say matching Germacosmos at the situation, but uh, does it put extra pressure on you when you when you do find the team winning? And what what do you do? Yeah, you know, obviously, the league uh, you compete against other clubs. Uh, you know, uh, the clubs which are closer to you, uh, they're the clubs that you you don't want to be behind them at all. Uh, you always want to make sure that when you win one or two games, uh, you are above them all the time. In order for you to reach uh, the next level, you need to to set a target that if you if you win two games in a row, then you'll be above one or two teams above you, uh, which is one of the things that uh, uh, we are we are we are we are working on. And uh, yes, of course, uh, when you are down there, you you you. You you struggling uh, uh, left right and centre and teams they come to you they are expecting to get the three points and also the confidence is down you know most of the players uh, especially in our team uh, we have got a couple of young players who have never been to the situation uh, which is not easy at all for a club uh, so we 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 have to be on our toes all the time uh, and we also need to look at our own business but at the very same time mind uh, the business uh, of the teams around us. Yeah, let's talk about one thing from the game that came up over the weekend. Collins Basuma, I mean, he's not unstoppable, but he's the, he's the league's leading goal scorer for a reason. I mean, he's four goals ahead of anybody else. So, I mean, he's a man in form at the moment, and he's extraordinarily difficult to prevent from scoring. So how did you stop him from scoring? <laughs> you know, um, uh, Collins Basuma is one of the most experienced strikers uh, you know, um, it's not easy playing against him. He's bulky. You know, if you come close to him or too tight to him, you'll turn you and you'll take a shot at goal. Uh, uh, one thing for sure, um, it was experience to experience. I had to take that particular job, you know, uh, because I know um, uh, if you come tight to him, he, he can easily turn over you in the, in the box and make it and take a shot. But uh, I think it was more of an experience uh, from my side and my teammates as well. We didn't give him that space to turn. We didn't give him that space to link up with uh, with uh, with Manyama as well, because as you know, Aces they play a lone striker in him, so they they, they rely on Manyama and other players linking up uh, uh, on him, uh, laying it off to them. Uh, but we, we we did our homework very well, and we we, we uh, that's why it was easy to to to, to close it down. But they, uh, I can thank our coaches for 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 working out the training. Uh, you know, over it, over it, over it again and again. A training session to make sure that uh, we cut the supply to him, and also we don't let him turn. But uh, uh, myself as well, I think I've done well against uh, him. Uh, uh, you know, as you know, I'm one of the oldest players in the league, and uh, uh, probably myself and Mbezuma, the uh, uh, the age group uh, is, is almost the same. Uh, I'm sure we share uh, eight years uh, amongst ourselves. <laughs> I'm joking, man. I was about to say you can uh, you can buy a house in the retirement village together. Uh, listen, uh, thanks very much for chatting to us, but uh, also good luck against Platinum Stars this uh, this coming weekend. Uh, thank you very much. We really need that luck uh, against Platinum Stars uh, on the weekend. We 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 are looking forward for it, and thank you very much. Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM. 
All eyes certainly going to be focused on FNB Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Orlando Pirates taking on Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, talking about the derby, though, had the opportunity last week to catch up with uh, a Chiefs and a Pirates player. Weren't going to talk derby specifically, and certainly we spoke about their respective matches against Jemma Cosmos and Platinum Stars. But in the derby week, it's very difficult to chat to players individually. So took the opportunity to ask a couple of questions afterwards about the derby coming up. Uh, so, starting off with uh, Tepo Gourmeta, the Orlando Pirates defender, started off by asking him how he goes into a match knowing the derby is one match ahead. Well, we know when it comes to the derby, it's an important game. But then we try not to think so far ahead of ourselves. We obviously focused on Cosmos right now, where you will have to deal with the derby after the Cosmos game. So we haven't thought about it so much. As a home game, though, obviously you wanted to uh, to be successful. But, you know, you look at a match between Al-Ahli and Zamalek, for example. I mean, the rivalry is so fierce that they no longer use Egyptian referees for the match. They they only use foreign referees, mostly from, from Europe and Asia, that are, that are brought in for the game. Do you think that uh, that's an option that the PSL should start to look at with the Soweto derby, for example, maybe looking at foreign referees? It'd be an interesting factor, in fact. But then again, it's up to the league and what they decide to do. Do you, do you still believe the derby is, is, is ultimately one of Africa's most anticipated and divisive fixtures? Of course. It's even more exciting that you're involved in it right now. How does it feel when you put on the jersey and run out against the Kaiser Chiefs or when you run out against the Mamelodi Sundowns? Is, is, is there a bolt of electricity that goes through you thinking... I grew up with dreams, and now those dreams have become a reality. Well, you always have those butterflies in the stomach. But then, when you put on that jersey, you actually tell yourself that all these people are yet asking. So, it's added pressure, but then again, it's always nice to, to see the stadiums filled up. But you actually have to play for people. Zippo, talking about putting on the jersey, the national team jersey is a jersey that you have pulled on before. Uh, obviously, taking your chances at Pirates would take a, a great step towards getting back into the Bafana Bafana fold. Uh, is it your? Uh, is it an aim for 2016, perhaps, to work your way back into the national team? Of course, it is. I always say you can only do so much. You can only put so much pressure on the coach. At the end of the day, they're the ones who have to decide who's on form and who they fall suits the games that they are about to pick players for. Well, performing in big matches is a, certainly a way of uh, earning a national team call-up. Now, I also spoke to Chiefs captain Spiro Shavalala, and I started off by asking him how players react and how they mentally prepare for upcoming matches, the ones especially before a derby. Yeah, it's always important, you know, to, to focus on the match uh, uh, beforehand, you know, not uh, the match after the derby. The most important uh, match is the one before a derby. You know, you play well, work hard, you get the points, and you focus on on, on another one. Obviously, uh, the derby becomes uh, bigger. You know, in in terms of the rivalry and uh, the history behind the, uh, both teams. But we we want to do well. You know, we we want to win games, you want to be consistent and it's one game at a time. You you scored that milestone first goal at the FIFA World Cup in 2010. I mean, you, you've got nearly 100 international caps behind you. You've played 300-odd matches for, for one of the biggest teams, not only in, in South Africa, but in Africa. 
And when you walk out into the field for Kaiser Chiefs against Pirates, you'll be playing in your 26th derby, which means if you include referees as people on the field, you will now have more appearances than not only any other player, but any other person who's ever been involved in a derby. Enoch Mulefi and you both been involved in 25, uh, the assistant referee. But 26 derbies, Shaba, that's, I mean, that's almost unimaginable. Do you, do you look at milestones and records? How do you feel about these sort of things, landmarks? Yeah, um, you know, it will be a milestone, and you know, to to achieve that, and you know, these are the things that humbles a person. You know, um, personally, playing for kids is a dream come true. The team that I grew up supporting, and now that being I'm one of the players that you know had more appearances uh, in the league, Davies. Uh, and uh, in the Davis overall, and you know, in the team as well. So I think for me, yes, it's it, it's good when I achieve certain things as an individual. But I'd love to achieve a lot with the team currently. Well, I tell you, you're still well set, despite what uh, some critics might be saying. But if I can look at derbies in general, I mean, the rivalry between Alali and Zamalek, for example, is is so fierce that foreign referees are brought in for the game specifically. Those sometimes from Europe, sometimes from Asia. Do you, Do you think foreign referees perhaps should be considered to to officiate in the Soweto derby in years ahead? I think we we have good referees uh, here in South Africa, and the standard of the refereeing has improved and. You know, let's, let's believe in them, let's show faith in them, and let's give them, you know, the opportunity uh, to, to officiate, you know, in the game of this uh, magnitude. And if they make mistakes, you know, let them learn, let them grow and and uh, improve and gain experience through such games. Spiro Shabalala reacting to uh, foreign referees uh, saying that he shows faith in them. Certainly, just uh, a couple of reactions are coming through on the various mediums. Uh, on Twitter, there's been a reaction. I was just asking the question, though. How do you feel about foreign referees possibly being used in uh, in the Soweto derby, for example? Uh, Lucky from Ituane talking about uh, very competent referees in our country that don't need uh, foreigners. Uh, why do you keep referring to a derby when there's other derbies at the PSL? Because the Soweto derby is referred to as the derby generally some of the questions that are coming through uh, one of the questions that is uh, coming through but in terms of uh, reaction uh, it's a tense debate says uh, Tim Lanimate uh, both points are reasonable ideas but uh, love to keep it at home um, Puma Boy says uh, by virtue of being football supported in Zanzi it's difficult to be impartial with the derby so foreign refs would work and Tapsti Boko saying the objective of foreign referees is to ensure fairness of the local game local refs have compromised themselves by past poor decisions <laughs> PSL Radio Show. It's FM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's continue talking uh, Derby now. Of course, uh, all South Africans' eyes, no doubt, are going to be firmly focused at FMB Stadium. Saturday afternoon, Orlando Pirates hosting Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday. When you look to impartial comments, you've got to look to somebody who's either completely neutral or somebody who's played for both teams before, and certainly a, a neutral supporter when it comes to these two sides. And a man who has played for both these clubs is Mark Smapunyani, and I'm glad to say he's on the line. Marks, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
thanks for inviting me, Dwayne. Good evening to you and good evening to the listeners. Now, you, you spent the afternoon sitting with uh, uh, Chiefs and Pirates at the uh, press conference earlier today. Uh, what, what, uh, what significant came out of the press conference leading up to the derby? One thing that I picked up, Dwayne, uh, that uh, was so evident, and I'm sure one or two colleagues will agree with me, there was that... Uh, there was no sort of uh, that aura of confidence, uh, that uh, you know, that positive arrogance from either side. Mm-hmm. You could see they were humbled and they were worried about what's going to happen next time because it's like uh, people that uh, don't have confidence to say, well, okay, who's next you know, when you are on a winning mm-hmm. streak? Both teams, both coaches, you could realize that uh, it was more like, uh, it's not a high, it wasn't like a hyped-up conference. It was more... What are we going to be asked? Obviously, the questions were, were going to come up of uh, their losses over the weekend, but they, that, that obviously knocked the uh, sort of positive arrogance to come across. Yeah, so, so you're saying they, they both sort of uh, lost that air of confidence that they've had in previous uh, build-ups to, to derbies, but you, you talk about both losses uh, coming into this derby. I mean, what was said specifically about those losses uh, at, at the press conference today? It was very interesting because uh, they stayed at facts. I mean, these things happen, and uh, the lessons that they have learned, and it was nice when it came from a player, Matlaba, saying, yes, Eric Tinkler warned us about the so-called small teams, and uh, these are the ones that uh, he told us to beat if we want to beat the likes of Chief Sundowns and others. And uh, we really uh, realized that we messed up, and as players, we got together without any member of the technical staff, and we said, guys, you can't go on like that. So I'm sure they have, uh, I mean, he admitted to the fact that uh, they really uh, sort of looked back and said, it's not good enough what we're doing. Let's talk about uh, individual teams at the moment. Um, uh, Kaiser Chiefs, there's been a little bit of experimentation in the middle of the park. Uh, I know Lucky Baloy has been tried. Uh, I know uh, George Manulek has been given a few opportunities to earn his place in the starting lineup. Katsande deliberately rested for for the derby um, in in uh, in their loss over the weekend. Um, but let's talk about attacking roles, Marks. I mean, that, that was your area of expertise. Who should be starting up front for uh, for Kaiser Chiefs, or, or should I say, who should be supporting Abro this weekend, in your opinion? Well, like I haven't done uh, anything wrong. I mean, uh, I mean, Maluleka, if you look at him doing, he has really been in a one-on-one situation, and at some point he was even offside, but didn't put the ball in the back of the net, and that's why we say even when you're offside, you put the ball in the back of the net, even when the ball has jumped the line, like the Stalings ball yesterday, it crossed the line. They mm-hmm. pulled it back and then went down to win. But go on until the whistle is is, is blown. But if the whistle hasn't gone, you don't stop. And uh, that's what uh, has been lacking. Chances have been coming aplenty. I mean, if you recall the game against the Platinum Stars, I've never seen so many chances. Even after the Platinum Stars scored their second goal. So it means they are getting chances. And uh, when I say ah, I have to individually point at uh, George. He gets himself into right positions, but not really converting. Let's talk about uh, defensively for Kaiser Chiefs. It's been a little higgledy-piggledy at times, some would argue. Uh, but Steve Compella is, is trusting in uh, Gordinho in particular. Uh, Matoa is back in the fold now after uh, injury interruption. But Itumalin Kune is set to be available for Saturday. Uh, is, is he going to be the man that they look to on, on Saturday? Interesting, you was asked that question. That uh, you've got Peter uh, Kuzwayo and uh, Kuna, and it's a big one. And Kuna is experienced. And he says, "Allow me to say, I will pick the one that will be ready and best on the day." 
<laughs> so he says, I can't give it away next to my opponent. But uh, also looking at uh, the players that you've mentioned, uh, Mato in particular, lest we forget that against the same Orlando Pirates in the first round, they, uh, in fact, uh, the little man uh, that was Kenneth Rasmus, he took him to cleaners. So you can't say he's back and he's a solution. He was there when Pirates beat Kazakhstan mm-hmm. 3-1. So we've got to say, collectively, can they do well? We both know that the defense of both sides are not really or haven't really been doing very well. And to an extent, the London Pirates have been changing their defense. Kazakh Chiefs have been changing their defense. And if your team is solid and not scoring goals, you don't mess around with the defense. You keep it there, but then what you change would be your midfield and strike force. But these teams have been changing their defense. So it's like changing the locks because your house has been broken into very often. Let's talk about then uh, the people that are going to be putting pressure on the Chiefs' defence. So for Orlando Pirates, who would you have starting up front? Is it a Majoro, Erasmus, uh, Gabuza? Who's who's your starting frontman? Gabuza and uh, Erasmus definitely. And uh, for one reason, uh, they are giving you two dimensions of uh, attacking uh, or, or for an option of scoring goals. And uh, when you look at Gabuza, he is strong. He can shoot with the left or right foot on the run. And then uh, Erasmus is lethal in that box, you know. And you and he's not going to win you those aerial balls, but uh, Kabuza would. But then when you knock, when he knock, knocks them down, uh, Erasmus will be very witty to know what to do with those balls. And that's the combination that I'll look at. Well, Marks Mabunyani, always insightful and certainly love to get your opinions. You'll be working on the derby for SABC1 on Saturday afternoon. I look forward to seeing you at the game. Uh, enjoy the derby and enjoy the build-up to the derby as well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Dwayne. And uh, we wish there the are goals on the day. Goals, goals, goals. Yes, yes, please. PSL Radio Show. And just as uh, we're talking about the Orlando Pirates frontman, I can confirm that uh, the news has just broken while we've been on air that uh, Stad Rennes, the French league side, have signed Kermit Erasmus on the two-and-a-half-year deal. So that means that uh, Kermit Erasmus is not going to be available to play the Soweto Derby this weekend. No uh, Kermit Erasmus for Orlando Pirates this weekend. That's all we've got time for on the show tonight. No letter more is up after the uh, news with the talk shop. More sport tomorrow morning then with uh, Janet Witten on AM Live and then Brad Brown in for the Friday edition of, eight, uh, of uh, SFM Sports. Trap 6.30 to 7 tomorrow, but from the PSL Radio Show, Sekunjalo team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers at 7 o'clock.